Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. You are listening to our weekly class, Navigate and Master the Prayer Book, with Rabbi Cantor Hilary Chorney. Last week in our class, we got into the meat of the Amidah, which I was really excited to do. I've been excited all along to get into that. Um, we did a review last time of everything that had come up until that point, which was Birkota Shachar, the blessings of the dawn, Pesuke de Zimra, which are the verses of song that mostly come from the Book of Songs and are our warm-up to weekday services. Birkota Shachar is substantively the same as Shabbat mornings, but the music is different. Pesuke de Zimra is shorter on weekday mornings than it is on Shabbat as are lots of elements of our weekday services as compared to Shabbat, because the idea is that we're keeping things tight. Uh, people have places to be after morning services. And then we got into Shacharit. And let's take a look at the outline as we're uh, doing that. We got all the way through the part of Shacharit with the Amidah, but let's do a review of that content together. First, we start with Yishtabach, a couple of things that require a minion, which includes the Chatzit Kaddish and the Baruchu, the call to worship. And we finish that with a blessing with Yotzer Or, God being the creator of light and all things as well. You know, light and everything else. And then structurally, we do the same thing at Shacharit as we do in Marif, as I keep reiterating this idea that we're sandwiching the Shema amidst a bunch of blessings. So we go through blessing number one, which has this miniature Kedusha. If you go back to class number two of this Sidor class and that recording, you can hear me get into the content that leads us between Yotzer Or and the actual Chatima, the actual end of the blessing that lands us at Or Chadash Al Tzion Ta'ir, right? Uh, a, a new light will shine over Zion. That's the first blessing of the three. Then blessing number two, Everybody's pretty familiar with that page because thanks to Rabbi Moshe Pomerantz and Karl Bach, we have really popular melodies that go to those paragraphs. We often sing them on Shabbat. We don't usually sing them on weekday mornings, but it begins with Ahavara Ba Ahavtanu and ends with God being the lover and the chooser of Israel into the Shema. And after the three paragraphs of the Shema, which we went over two classes ago as um which is basically done as a private recitation. It's important to say every word privately. When we finish with that, we come out of the Shema to a third blessing. Some paragraphs that focus on the concept of truth. Emet is said many times in those paragraphs. And then we end with the idea of Ga'al Yisrael, praising God as the Redeemer of Israel or the one who redeemed Israel. I had a wonderful conversation last time I taught a Machsor class with Verid Hopenstand, who is a grammar teacher at the Academy of Jewish Religion here in California, about the way that that blessing, that Chatima, that signature on the blessing, Ga'al Yisrael, is slightly grammatically different than all the other blessings. Seems to point to God having been the Redeemer in a particular circumstance. And what's that circumstance? It's the occasion of of crossing the sea to escape from Egypt, because we do this little remembrance of Micha Mocha beforehand. And as we went over and reviewed last time, it's slightly different here. 
than it is in the evening blessings. So once when we get to Ma'ariv in this class, when we get to the evening service in this class, which we'll do next, we're going to hop from Shahri to Ma'ariv when we finish with morning services because of the structural similarities. Just feels good to have, you know, you'll get to Ma'ariv and you'll say, oh, it's, it's the same content with some different poems around it. Uh, but when when we get to Ga'al Yisrael in the morning, what I was going to say is between 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 a miniature paragraph. Can you hear me? Okay, I know I had a little microphone glitch. I'm good. Got a little feedback, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it should go back to the. It's a my USB connection to the uh, computer, but hopefully, it will switch back. It has to do with me moving my so, microphone um, to my office today. I do have. A question that you mentioned during the first blessing, um, what else was contained in the first blessing? What do you mean by that? Like, which blessing? I, I, I thought I thought um, I missed something that you said, um, something around that first blessing, or maybe I misunderstood. Yeah, in in between okay. the Baruchu and the first blessing, Or Chadash Al Tzion Ta'ir V'niz Kehu Manum which is on page 31, there's some significant content in there. There's actually there's actually substantial content happening in there. It's not just a little blessing, and it's like a miniature kedusha, right? There's like a whole section in there, and I'm not just glossing over that. Uh, there was a we talked through this a couple classes ago, so you can go back and and listen to that. But basically, the idea is that before we even get to the first blessing. We do this sort of miniature kadusha together. So there's this little back and forth that happens. In this class, because we're focused for the most part on how to participate in services, the really critical part is to look at page 30 in the Sidor, where this content is found between the Barhu and the Orchadash blessing, and notice that there are bolded lines which are transliterated either on that page or the opposite page, depending on which door you're looking at, that tease you, that tell you that you're going to participate in those moments. Do you see that? I could even screen share it for a second so that we can look at it together. This is the little blessing after the Baruchu. And then we have this whole paragraph about Hameir La'aretz. This is very small. Let's see if I can zoom in just a little bit while not losing everything. Okay that uh, we're blessing God for being the illuminator of the whole universe, the creator of these great orbs in the sky. And it's it's lots of praise and poetry, including this Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalid, Hey, you see the acrostic poem here, right? Through this whole paragraph, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalid, Hey, Vav. So it's a whole it's a whole piece of poetry added in there. You know, it's just poetry stuck in there, which is great. Go poetry. But it's just a poem. It's not a blessing itself. It's extra poetic content that's whispered to ourselves. And when you get to the next page, just zoom out a little bit. When you get to the next page, this is what I was talking about. This extra content here from Tit Barach, Tsurenu Malkenu Vigoalenu Borei Kiroshim. And then we continue with this theme of praising God's name. And who were the exemplars of praising God's name? The angels in heaven. And so we do this miniature kadusha here. And because this class is less about the origin of the content and why so much why we do what we do or in-depth content, I won't get too into why a kadusha winds up here, this miniature thing. Instead, I want to focus on teaching you how we participate at this point. So let's look at that for just a second. 
this is a good review. We're going back to uh, page 30 here. Um, after the Baruchu, you're seated, and then you're whispering to yourself through Hameir La'aretz, through this little poem, El Baruch Gadol Dea, to the next page, page 31, quietly to ourselves, we whisper, we whisper, we whisper. And then the person who's leading comes in here. You see that little box? That's where they're leading. You don't have to do anything if you're just participating in the community, but they're going to give you that cue that they're about to come in because you're expected here, potentially, is the first place where you might say a little something responsorially out loud. It's as if they're prompting you. When they get to the end of this paragraph, I'll read this out loud. And sometimes people in the kahal kind of to let the leader who is leading know that they're following along is a kind of, hey, I'm with you. They jump in with a quiet, People sometimes jump in with those words. You don't have to. Then the leader is going to come in right here again at the box. They'll do this out loud while you're whispering it to yourself. They're doing this out loud. They'll read through this whole paragraph till they get to, as they're telling the story of the angels on high and how they would praise God. They end with this statement, everyone as one, onim ve'omrim b'yirah answer and say in awe in fear and that's the prompt for kadosh 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 adonai tzavaot melocholaretz kevodo and so they're prompting that response it's here in bold and it's here on the english side of the page the opposite page in transliteration kadosh 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 adonai tzavaot melocholaretz kevodo Right? So that was what I was referring to, was this whole piece of content that comes before the first blessing. There's one more line that we respond with. The leader leads us through this next part. These two different types of angelic, beastly creatures. Creaturely beasts, whatever. They're like different types of angels. In a great noise. So this is another prompting statement. Like they praise in this way and thus they would say, and they would praise and say, and then we say, and that same sentence is found again in the transliteration here. So that's the part of the content that I wanted to point out in terms of participating. There is a little bit of a back and forth that happens in there, and I don't want to skate over it in terms of the the outline, even though it's not as essential to the outline of what blessings are being said. It is kind of an essential participation point in services. So if you didn't know that was what was happening, that you're expected to kind of jump in, it is confusing, right? That's all done seated. Ed, was I, was I getting at what you were asking about? That, that was it? And that does, you know, look familiar from the Shabbat services, the Kadosh Kadosh. So that is all making yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And as we get to the Amidah right now and do a little review and deep dive back into there, we'll see again that the Kadusha is present on weekday mornings as well with these classic lines, holy, holy, holy is the God of hosts who fills the whole earth with their glory. Melochol ha'aretz kevodo. 
And then Baruch Kibod Adonai Mimekomo, blessed is the glory of Adonai from their place. Meaning, it's a, very poetic. Mimekomo, from, from his place. But Makom is also a name from God, a name of God. So it's all play, play on word poetry. The longer you daven, the more you need those multiple meanings to keep prayer interesting. So I'll keep throwing them at you. So then we get through this little miniature paragraph at the bottom here, right? And uh, it's a lead up, a poetic lead up that we do quietly whispered until we get to this last blessing. The creator of the lights. So that's completing thematically the idea that starts after Baruchu of Hameir Laaretz, the one who illuminates the earth. And there's this whole like sandwich in between, and we get to this last blessing. Okay, I'll stop the screen share for a minute so I can go back to uh, reviewing where we wound up last time, which was the Amidah for weekdays, which is a lot like the Amidah on Shabbat, except in the middle, uh, where it di- diverges greatly. So here, here we are back at the end of Ga'al Yisrael, right? We've gone through this Orchadash blessing, Ahava Rabbah blessing, Shema, the Ga'al Yisrael redemption blessing. And then if we're going into a whispered private recitation of the Amidah, if we're going into a whispered private recitation, which is the normative thing to do there, there are exceptions to it. But if we're going to a whispered private recitation after Gahal Yisrael, and then into quiet Amidah, then you on your own are just on your own davening the Amidah. And last time, we look, if you want to review the recording of last class, we went through how to navigate the Sidor for that whispered private Amidah recitation. Right, so how to go through those first blessings and then through the miniature Kadusha, the mini paragraph of it, not the whole thing out loud when you're doing it privately, and then dive into the paragraphs. When you finish uh, with your private Amidah, you then turn back to the beginning of the Amidah again for the repetition of the Amidah which the leader will lead through. So this week I want to start, last week I started as if you were doing your own private recitation and led you through that way. This week I want to start going through the Amidah as if you've already gotten to say your whole private Amidah. And we're going back for Chazarat Hashatz, the repetition of the leader, the Shaliach Tzibor, it's an acronym. Chazarat Hashatz, Shatz is the acronym the leader of the service, Shlichat or Shaliach Tzibor. And we're going to go through it as if we're looking in the repetition and talk about what you don't have much responsibility to do while you're just sort of hanging out there waiting for the leader to hit the Kedusha and then you get to sit down again. Okay, so we're going to look at the beginning of that Amidah together as if you already got to do yours. We're going back to the beginning. Once we get through that, then I want us to go back into the middle paragraphs again. So... Now, we've gotten through our private recitation of the Amidah, and we're beginning, we're going back to the beginning of the Amidah here. We're going to look at page B, assuming that we're in a community where the person leading would lead with the additional names of the matriarchs. And I want to go through the choreography here with you. So let's say we're in person in a minion, and there's a repetition of the Amidah, you finish your own Amidah, what do you do at that point? Ideally, if your body would allow you to do this, you would remain standing. 
through the first three blessings. You're still standing, but you need not stand at attention. When we say our own whispered private Amida, we remain in a feet together stance in imitation of the angels in a prophetic vision. So our feet stay together during the whole recitation of our own private Amida. When there's a repetition of the Amida, only when we get to the Kedusha for one page, you need to put your feet together. When we start the repetition of the Amida, you just kind of stand there, you know, sway a little bit. You're okay. Just stand like a normal human. Just stand. And then the leader begins and the leader has choreography. Do you have to bow in on these bowing places in, on this page? No, you already did your bows, right? Jackie's shaking her head. We, we, we already did all of our choreography, all of our bowing, and our own private Amida. There's only one place, and I'll show you when we get to it. We might even sneak all the way up to it today. We'll see. Probably not, but maybe. There's one place where we bow in the repetition, and that's it. It's not even a full bow. You'll see. So we don't need to do any of the bowing. The leader is bowing. Baruch Adoshem. They're bowing. And you're... And, we might respond here, Baruchu Uvaruch Shemo, a phrase which we find in Baruch She'amar, embedded in that first line from Pesuke to Zimra, which is just, blessed is God and blessed be God's name. Some people automatically kind of spit that out in response to the beginning of a blessing. You, you can hear that in prayer spaces. It's a congregational response to interject into blessings. I have a long list of reasons why I prefer not to do that or to instruct people to do that because there are so many times where there's actually an interruption of the blessing that someone's saying on your behalf. So better to err on the side of not saying it. But some people do, and it's just kind of a habit. Baruch Hashem, and the congregation might respond, Baruch You might hear that. So they're going to go through this whole page. They're going to skip the stuff, hopefully, that they're supposed to skip, hopefully. Okay, and they're going to get through uh, the bottom of this page right here is as far as they're going to go. And then it says right here, the instruction that happens next. When the Amidah is chanted aloud, continue on page 37, right? Because what's this right here? You remember? What's this little paragraph? What's happening at Atakadosh? When do we say that? We don't say it here. We say it only when we recite our own private whispered Amida. So this is where we go. So when we're doing it in a whisper, Baruch Atadoshem, Bechayhe Hametim, Atakadosh, Vishukhakadosh, El Hakadosh, and then we skip to we skip the big Kadusha. Okay? So when the person's leading out loud, they're going to go from this line, Bechayhe Hametim, and they're going to go to page 37. This is the part where in the repetition, you have a job to do choreographically. So you're going to stand, you're going to remain standing, it would be standing, and you're going to put your feet together like you're an angel, okay? You're going to put your feet together, standing with the feet together, staying standing like as if you are a chess piece and you only have one limb to stand on. And the person leading is going to wait for the congregation to whisper each of these sets of lines, the non-bolded sets of lines, they're going to whisper it there, okay? And so you're, if you're in the kahal, you're in the congregation, you're whispering, 
You're whispering that, and then the person leading is going to hop in on top of you. And when you get to this next part, and when they get to this next part, each of you is going to do the following. You're going to turn left, you're going to turn right, and you're going to bow forward, or right, left, forward. To the side, to the side, to the center. Vikara ze el amar, and they called one to the other, and they said, the angels would call one to the other. That's why we're bowing, we're bowing, we're bowing, and then everybody together. Kadosh, 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 Adonai tzvahot, melocholaharetz kevodo, and there's that familiar line from the kadusha, which you might know from Shabbat kadusha, and you might know from any weekday kadusha. Then the leader is going to say this line, and everyone together may rise on their feet at the name of God. So in the first bold line here, let me go back to the beginning of the choreography again. Side to side forward. Then, kadosh, 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 each on a tippy toe. Adonai tzva'ol malochola aretz kevodo. Wait for this prompting line. Le'umatam baruch yomeru. And then we go up baruch kevod Adonai mimekomo. Then just the leader says uvdi rei kochecha katule mor. One last time to our toes. Yimloch Adonai leolam elohayich tzion lidorvador hallelujah. The leader reads this whole paragraph. Finishes baruch atah Adonai ha'el hakadosh. We say. Amen, and we're seated. Any questions on the choreography of that paragraph or what comes before it? At what point did you say on, uh, you go on your toes? I know, you, I know where we do the left, right, and center, but... Right. So after the left, right, center, we go to our toes for kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. Holy, holy, right. holy. That's the only time that we do three in a row. That's a nice way to remember it. Yep. Kadosh, yep. kadosh, kadosh. <laughs> three in a row, three up on our toes. And then uh, and then just for the names of God on those next two bold lines. Baruch kevod Adonai, mimekomo, and yimloch Adonai, leolam. Very good. And then we finish after we hear ha'el ha'kadosh, we can be seated. I want to say something else about the choreography of the service here that's also a callback to something I asked about a couple weeks ago. I started off class a couple weeks ago asking people to sort of name green light, yellow light, and red light times in the service to talk. So if I can go back for a moment here to the prayer skeleton, and I, we were talking about the way that there's really kind of a yellow light zone. Like you can whisper and talk a little, but don't kind of talk wildly out loud. For all of Birkota Shachar, and probably for most of Pesuke de Zimra. But once we get to Yishtabach, we consider ourselves sort of in a red zone. Like we don't deliberately talk to the people around us and we try not to interrupt by calling page numbers, right? So the, uh, so we start at Yishtabach in this quiet red zone. And that continues through the recitation of the private whispered Amida, and then that sort of red zone ends. 
in the repetition of the Amidah, when we finish that uh, Ha'el Hakadosh, we go back into kind of a yellow slash green zone of talking. And this is important on Torah reading days, right? Because what are you going to do there? You're going to talk. Yeah, you're going to you're going to you're going to be able to talk to your neighbors and there's some important work that needs to be done in the room. So what could be done during that time? That's when they give out the aliyahs, right? Yes, exactly, Steve. Great. Yeah. So that's when when the the gabai in the room, which is the name of the person who sort of is the the stage manager, right? That's when the gabai in the room kind of um I uh, looks around to see who is present. Are there any special guests? Is there anybody who's, you know, commemorating a yard site, the death of a loved one and tries to identify in the room and then might come over and they might tap you on the shoulder actually. Right. So they might, they might even say, hi, welcome. Glad to have you here. Would you like to take this Aliyah? Would you like to lift and wrap the Torah? Hagba Galila. So that's when honors are typically given out during the repetition of the Amidah. That makes sense. I mean, to me, it kind of makes sense, but it also is kind of lousy to the person who's leading, right? There's also something, um, there's something else that we sometimes do, which I really, really miss during this COVID era. I think you'll see why in a minute. Does anyone else know what uh, the other, like, thing is that we do during the repetition of the Amidah? There's this whole thing. There's a whole practice we do. In addition to handing out aliyot, it's also customary to give tzedakah during that time. So in some communities, a pushki, that's a Yiddish word for just a little, you know, collection box, is passed around. And in some places, people walk up to put money in the tzedakah box. Some, you'll see, there's a paragraph in the middle of the Amidah, which we're about to get to, that directly references tzedakah, tzedek umishpat, and some people give during that paragraph itself. But in general, it's this really nice practice to give tzedakah during the repetition of the Amidah. So during a non-COVID era, that's also easier because you can pass things around and all that. Um, very hard to do on digital. I mean, I suppose we can use one of those like, uh, you know, churches have de um, designed digital collection plates via apps. So I guess we could we could do that if we wanted to. That'd be kind of fun uh, to collect in that way. Uh, text to give, exactly. You text to give during the text Sadaka now to no one would spell it right. Um so so that's what we do during that time. Does anyone have questions about that that sort of um that that choreography in that in that moment? The talking, the not talking, what we do with the handing out the honors. We good? So let's look at the content again. We'll go back to the C door. Once we get past the Kedusha, we're back into this, the mode that we started last time. We started looking into I talked about this idea of having a practice of marginalia, of writing in your margins or doodling in your margins and giving yourself highlights of things to focus on and, and pray about, even if you didn't understand every word or couldn't catch every word while you're praying it in the Hebrew, while you're working on that skill. Uh, and we got as far last week and um, in this paragraph as Salah Lanu Avinu Ki Chatanu, which you probably recognize from High Holy Day texts, at Mechal Lanu Malkenu Ki Fashanu, praying for God to 
forgive us. It's a mini vidui. Some people, I'm not sure if I got to mentioning this last week, some people actually do a little beating on their chest every time they recite this part, both privately and also in the repetition of the Amidah. Salah lanu avinu kichatanu. Mechalanu malkenu kifashanu. You might recognize from Ashamnu or from Vidui, the Alchets in the High Holy Day season. It's just a way to engage bodily. For some people, it's particularly meaningful. There's no requirement to do it, but you might see people doing it. Right? So that's part of the choreography of doing a private Amidah for some people. Re'ena ve'onyenu. Ve'riva rivenu. This one is like the tongue twisteriest of twisters. Um, so, uh, let's see. So, see our sorrow, right? Look at our sorrow and redeem us quickly for the sake of your name. Ki goel chazak ata. Because you are a strong goel. Would you recognize this root from somewhere earlier in the Amidah? Gimel alif lamed. Goel Chazak Atah. Goel is Gaal Yisrael, right? The redemption. So because you are a strong redeemer, you are. Baruch Adonai, Goel Yisrael. See the difference between that and Gaal Yisrael? Gaal Yisrael is referring to a particular miracle that happened, the redemption at the sea. This is, see our sorrow and please redeem us in an ongoing way. And then blessing God as being an ongoing redeemer. This is an interesting grammatical choice. I want to point out one other thing, which is that na here, you might recognize anyone know the prayer from the Torah itself that Moshe says for Miriam, Ana Rifana La, El Na Rifana La, right? Na or Ana is it sometimes shows up and it sometimes doesn't. It's this like extreme, I'm sure there's a great grammatical term for this, but it's basically emphatic extra language. Sometimes you'll see it appear in a sidor. Sometimes you'll see it appear extra. Sometimes it won't show up at all, but it's just an extra word. Re'ena, re'e ve'onyenu would be fine. Re'ena ve'onyenu is please, come on, ana, na. Um, one of the places where I sometimes get tripped up with this is that different versions of the El Male Rachamim prayer, the memorial prayer for the deceased, some of them have Na or Ana in them. Ana Bal Rachamim, some don't, right? Some just skip that word, Ana or Na, because it's this extra please word. Just pointing that out. It's a, it's a beautiful feature of Hebrew. Refa'enu Adonai Venerafe. Heal us. God, and we will be healed. Hoshienu venivashea, save us and we'll be saved. Ki tehilatenu ata, because you're our tehila, you're our, our, pray, you're, you're our praise like, you're, you are the one who is the source of and the receiver of prayer. Tehila. Vahale refuash lema lechol makotenu. And bring upon us on high a a complete healing for all of our makot, all the things that are ailing us. And then if you're in your whispered private Amidah, you can insert this individual Misha Beirach prayer. 
Right now we're going through this as if it, there was somebody leading from up front. Shaliyah or Shlichatzi Bor would not add a private prayer or name right here. They just wouldn't. That's not part of the practice of, of the Amidah to have the leader say that out loud. Um, it's a private practice. And when you finish inserting somebody's name here and praying for their well-being, you pick up again the rest of the paragraph. Ki el melech rofeh ne'eman v'rachaman Because you are a God, a sovereign who heals, rofeh ne'eman, a true or a, a faithful healer, v'rachaman, and, and merciful you are. Baruch atadonai, rofeh amo Yisrael. The one who is the healer of the sick of their people, Israel. You'll see a little note at the bottom of this page that on a public fast day, in the repetition of the Amidah, something would get inserted right here. Anenu, the Anenu paragraph. So most days that doesn't happen, but on a public fast day that also falls on a weekday, this is where the reader out loud, the the reader being the stand-in for Shaliyah Zibor, the person leading the service, that's where they would insert the special paragraph for a fast day. So most days we just go, and we go to the next paragraph. And then something a little less personal, and we're moving, we're zooming out to slightly different kinds of prayers. Bless upon us, God, our Lord, this year. And all of the all of this, I guess, species, yeah, varieties of uh, of produce, of good, pro, for, for good. And then there's a seasonal addition. So you have to follow the instructions. If it's between Pesach and December 4th, as in now, then we put in this insertion. And then from December 5th to Pesach, which is a changeover that's happening soon, we add in the winter blessing. What do you recognize in the winter blessing? Vitain tal umatar livracha. What is that asking God to do? Vitain put tal umatar livracha. What will we be asking God to do in the winter season for the well-being of our produce? Rain. Some rain. Yeah, different types of dew and uh, morning. I guess there's another word for dew. Two different types of dew. The appropriate kind of wetness to help our produce get through this season. And, and satiate us from your goodness, from your goodness. And that you should bless our year like the good years. The blesser of the years. And that blessing, like all of the blessings when we're talking about land is really intended to be a blessing for Eretz Yisrael. It's dependent and reliant and imagining the seasons that are happening there. So it's our brain kind of thematically going to praying for the land of Israel and its well-being. You can drosh it out and say also for the produce here in our land, but it really is a prayer for the produce in the land of Israel. Sound off the horn, the great horn of our freedom. And she should lift up a miracle to ingather our, our galut, our, our multiple uh, exiles. 
Vikabitsenu Yachad, Mearba Kanfota Aretz. That language is familiar, right? Vikabitsenu Yachad, Mearba Kanfota Aretz. Does that sound familiar? We had that earlier in our Sidor. It's in the, it's in the, Vahavienu uh, Lishalom paragraph right before Oheva Mo Yisrael, right? We pray often for God to do this, but this is the vision, the idea of an ingathering of the exiles from the four corners of the earth. And so we're praying that God be the Mikabetz Nidcheyamo Israel, the one who is doing the ingathering of his people. Here's one that's relevant for tonight. Hashiva Shofetenu Kevarishona. Return to us our judges as they were in the old days. Kivarishona. Vioatsenu kivatechila, the haser mimenu yagon vaanacha. That you, so basically, return us of, to, the, to the fair and just judges from the original days and remove from us terribleness and sorrow. Umloha lenu ata. Adonai, levadcha, and ruled over us, you, Adonai, alone, by yourselfness. Levadcha is a cool, cool construction. Bechesed uvrachamim, in graciousness, in uh, loving kindness, and in and in mercies. Vitzadkenu bamishpat, and you should judge us in judgment, in in your by your word, by your word. So let the let the justices and the judges who surround us be returned to us like like they once were God, the fair ones in the days of old, and let you be the only one who is the ultimate sovereign over the earth. I want to point out, though this may disappoint you since it's election night and it'd be cool Josh on this, but I want to point out that all of these concepts, starting with Barechalenu, Tekabeshofargadolikarutenu, Hashiva Shofatenu Kivarishona, all of them are imagining Israel as a sovereign nation. So we're really talking about return to us a system of, of judges of for the people Israel in the land of Israel, right? This is all a very redemptive, you know, end days, bring us all together prayer. But the sentiments might move you to pray for other things in your life that this reminds you of, like having fair governance. That's important wherever you live. And particularly relevant tonight. We skip over this line. We only say it once a year between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and the Haserati Mechuvah, the 10 days between those two holidays. This next line is sometimes whispered. Villa Malshini Maltahitikva. And to the naysayers, the wicked ones, don't give them any hope. Vichola Risha Kerega Toved. You should, like, ooh, let's see, how do they. Uh, it's going to take me too long to translate. Let all evil soon disappear. Let all your enemies soon be destroyed. The whole harisha kerega toved. I guess you know all the evil, wicked ones. In a moment, they should be disappeared. Did I didn't do a much better job than they did? But that's okay. It informed me. The whole oyevecha mehiraikaretu. You should cut off quickly all of your enemies. All of these terrible meaning folks, you should quickly uproot them and destroy them and 
make them, you know, go away quickly in our days. All these are words for getting them out from among us. The destroyer of enemies. That's such a great word. The one who causes the arrogant to be humble. It's really cool. And kind of controversial, which is why we whisper it, right? Because can you imagine being amongst people who might be listening, big brother, and therefore it, there's a tradition that we might whisper it also because like, do we really want to say this so strongly out loud? It's just a whispered thought. And then we go to the positive related thought. Allah tzadikim, on the other hand, the righteous ones, ve'ala chasidim, and the, the pious ones, ve'al Israel, and on the elderly one, the, the elders of your people, the house of Israel, ve'al pleitat sofrehem, and on the remnant of your scribes, ve'al gerei hatzedek ve'alenu, all the ger all the people who choose Judaism in good faith, ve'alenu, and us, Bring down your mercy. Oh, you see that na there again? See? That's just an extra word. Some 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 seed room have Yehemu Rachamecha, some Yehemuna. Rachamecha Nunailohenu. Vitain Sachar Tov and give <coughs> pardon me, good fortune. The Kholabotachim Bashimcha Bemet to all those who trust in who are trusters in your true name. And put our portion with theirs. I love that line. However you're judging the righteous ones, put our portion, our good fortune with theirs. And forever. Don't destroy us. We shall not be destroyed. Because in you we trust. Because remember we said, give Sachar Tov, give good fortune to to everyone who trusts in you, and we're going to trust you forever. We're going to put our faith in you forever. God, Baruch Mishan, we've tachlat tzadikim. The one who is, who who is, who who is a, uh, basically offers good fortunate trust to those who are, who are righteous, to the righteous ones. Some of these paragraphs, the Lamal Shinim and tzadikim, have a lot of sectarian roots. We're not going to get too into that, but like they referred to specific groups of people when they were initially added to the Amidah. Today, they carry the meaning that you give it. And now we're going to turn to Jerusalem, the idea. And to your city of Jerusalem, in mercy, return. You should dwell in it like you said, uvnei ota. You should build it quickly in our days, a, a, a forever place to dwell. And the seed of David should quickly be placed within it. What does that mean? What's the seed of David? It's the Davidic line that's going to lead to our redemption. It's going back to the redemption theme. Blessed are you, God. The builder of Jerusalem. We used to joke about construction the year that we were in Jerusalem and saying God was the Bonet Yerushalayim because there's so much construction in that city. Et semach David avdecha meherat hatzmiach. 
Now we're getting really into the Mashiach land, into Messiah territory and the seed of David. Speaking of Kisei David, <laughs> and the seed of David, Abdechai, your servant, Meherat Tatzmiach, you should, you should plant. Save us because we trust in your saving and we are intended towards it every single day. The one who is going to to implant the horn of of, of salvation, um, <clears throat> who is assuring us. I like that matzmiach. Um, who is? Uh, yeah, that's like a poetic way of saying that. Sure, who is ensuring the horn of our salvation, the redemption that's coming. And then Shema Koleinu, which again is familiar to the Salichot and the High Holy Day literature. Here, our voice, singular, Adonai Eloheinu, Chus V'racham Aleinu, again, similar language to the Salach Lanu Avinu Kichatanu, right? It's this, redeem us, bring, uh, forgive us for our sins. V'kabel B'rachamim Uvratzona Tefilatinu, we're getting close to the end of our prayers, receive in mercy and in desire, our prayer, singular, meaning collective prayer. Ki el shomea tefilot nim ata, because you are a hearer of prayers and of supplications that you are. Umilfanecha, and before you, Malkenu, our, our sovereign, rekam al tashivenu. I love that. Don't, don't, um, I don't like this translation either. Don't, Leave us bereft of your return. Because you are the hearer of the prayer of your people, Israel, in mercy. We bless God as the one who hears prayer. And that's nearly the end of our entire prayer section. We get to Ritzay. And Ritzay, we return back to the same prayers we have on Shabbat. These are the end of the 13 sandwichy blessings, and we're back to Ritzei. And once you hit Ritzei in any Amidah, any time of year, you're in the home stretch. Desire, Ritzei is in Shabbat morning prayer is exactly identical. From here on out, identical to Shabbat morning liturgy. No difference. There's not a single word different here to the Shabbat morning liturgy from Ritzei to the end. Just like there wasn't from the beginning up until the Kedusha, with the exception of the fact that the shape of the Kedusha that we do as a whole congregation is different on a weekday than it is on Shabbat. So we got as far as Ritzay. Thoughts, questions on these interim brachot, um, on what you do when you know what to do when there's a repetition of the Amidah, you talk, you talk over it. But when you do it on your own, you actually pray each of these things individually, theoretically. Any questions or thoughts on, on that interim section or on where we landed? No? That's it? Okay. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to TBA. LA.org.